Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm really looking forward to doing today's solo episode, and I just feel inspired to be real and honest with y'all about weight gain, weight restoring, and even if you categorize yourself as someone who doesn't even need to gain weight or weight restore, I hope this episode will be informative and inspiring to you because really this episode is going to be about restoring your metabolism and how to, what to expect, tips, advice, and why we should or might have to weight restore and what that might look like for us. It's so scary to to weight restore. And I personally went through that journey myself. It's not an easy journey to go on, but it's well worth it. Spoiler alert, it's well worth it. Um, so before I get into this episode, I just wanted to thank all of you so much for tuning in. And I wanted to say thank you to everyone who has left me a rating and a review, people who support this podcast in whatever way, shape, or form they can. It means so much to me. And I've never done this before, but I just want to encourage any of you listening to share it with somebody in your life that you find could, you know, use that this information or find it inspiring or even share it with somebody so that they can understand you better and where you're at in your journey. It would mean so much to me also if you left me a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts. It's really just so meaningful to me and helps me so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and for supporting me in whatever ways that you can. I hope that this episode is supportive to you on your journey. So let's just get into it. Most of my clients who need to stabilize their weight they will tell me that their biggest fears with recovery is weight gain, which I completely understand. And I would have said the same thing back in my recovery days or pre-recovery days. And when it comes to mealtime and body changes in recovery, the anxiety and fear when it comes to mealtime or body changes is exhausting. And it's so scary. It's all unknown territory. And there's a chance you will be seeing body changes that your eating disorder has worked to fight for years, right? Like it's hard work maintaining an eating disorder in a sense, a restrictive eating disorder, um, or even just any eating disorder. It's not like, it's not easy to have an eating disorder. And the fear of weight gain is actually a symptom of the deeper problem. It's not the whole picture. So, And many of my clients and in myself, the real fear was, you know, coping with my core belief of I'm not good enough and I can't trust my body. I can't trust my life. That's a big deal. So addressing that, you know, can be really scary. And the weight gain as a symptom of that is, is scary. 
So I recognize that it's not an easy task. It's a big deal. When I say weight restoring and recovery, what I actually really want you to focus on is healing your metabolism. Like I said, in which gaining weight is many times a means to do this or just stabilizing your weight, um, giving your body adequate nutrients and just giving your body the energy it needs, the raw materials it needs to do the jobs and the functions that will allow you to thrive in this world. So my core beliefs that fueled my eating disorder were really, like I mentioned, that I was unworthy in my life and that I had to earn my way to self-worth, which started out in my young childhood years where I was a gymnast and a competitive cheerleader. I really felt that I had to earn my way to the top. And that's kind of where it all started. And from then I just developed a deep conditioning that my eating disorder really latched onto. And anytime I felt fear or a lack of control or just sad about my life. So if you're coming from an eating disorder that involves chronic low calorie eating or binging and purging, really any eating disorder where you have nutrient deficiencies, or even if you're at a quote healthy weight, or even if you're considered overweight on some stupid charts, you, if you have used behaviors like skipping meals, fasting, laxative abuse, overexercise, fill in the blank behavior, your metabolism has adapted. And you might be in quote starvation mode. You might be in fight or flight mode, chronic stress response. There's lots of different names for this, but essentially your metabolism has adapted. It's slowed down. Functions of the body have been turned off that might not necessarily be crucial for survival, but they're, they're, crucial for your ability to thrive in this world and really find yourself and enjoy life, I would say. So regardless of where your number on the scale is, using behaviors equals an adapted slow metabolism in which your body is not optimizing. And even if it's mental restriction, or even if it's just mentally feeling like this food equals eating this food makes me a bad person, even that will enable a stress response in the body, which is not where you optimally are functioning and that can cause an adapted metabolism. So in the beginning, my eating disorder convinced me that having an adapted metabolism was good. Losing my period, having anxiety, it was almost like a rite of passage in maintaining control. And here are some of the symptoms of my adapted metabolism that you might also experiencing problems with. So missing periods, uncomfortable periods, uh, no sex drive, chaotic hunger and fullness cues, low thyroid, cold hands and feet, brain fog, headaches, anxiety, depression, low mood, concentrating dif- difficulties concentrating, difficulties building muscle and recovering from any sort of exercise, fatigue, low energy, hair loss, acne, skin problems, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, trouble falling asleep, trouble staying asleep, having to pee a lot or having to pee throughout the night and waking up. There's many, many symptoms that are just scratching the surface really of an adapted low metabolism. So the good news I have for you is that even if you feel all of these things, which I did, even if you feel like a lost cause or that you're quote too far gone, I hear that all the time. The body wants to heal. 
like let's say it let's say it together let's close our eyes and say my body wants to heal my body wants to heal even if you don't believe it start saying it to yourself your body is acting in this way and showing you the uncomfortable symptoms of an adapted metabolism because it wants you to be alive it wants you to thrive it's alerting you and communicating to you a lack of materials needed to function. And it's, it's never a bad time to start giving yourself what you need to thrive. So you can trust that your body will do what it needs to do by staying consistent with your meals and snacks and also working on your mental health and getting the support that you need. I just really wanted to say this, that the body wants to heal and there's so much we have so many expectations on, on when our body should heal. And unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, who knows? The physical healing will happen typically before the mental healing really happens in the sense of it's difficult because a lot of times for me and for many of my clients who needed to weight restore and stabilize their weight would stabilize their weight and maybe feel like they're physically in a place they've never been before and they're still feeling mentally not great. That's a really hard place to be, which is why I want you to know you're not alone. And I want you to know that healing your metabolism is temporary. It can be temporary. It should be temporary if you have the accessibility to get through it and really get to a place where you can uh, recover. So like I said, I remember saying to myself like, wow, I almost feel even more unhappy during these days where I'm now X amount of pounds more than I was and I'm eating more than I have in years and years and years and I'm still not even happy. Like I'm, it's not fixed, right? I, and I felt like I was broken. And I think that's the real issue is that we're never broken. Your metabolism isn't broken. It doesn't need to be fixed. It's just adapted and it just needs guidance really. And it needs to feel safe, right? The body needs to feel safe in order to give us optimal functioning. And the thing about recovery is that it can take a while for recovery to really start affirming you. But when you're feeling like going down the eating disorder path, I want you to remember it is not a sustainable way to cope with your emotions. And like I mentioned, it is a more temporary recovery isn't the black hole that eating disorders are. It is a it is a path that can get you to a side of life that is so much more meaningful and really just so much more connected. Um I I didn't I didn't trust myself around food. I didn't trust that my body would heal. Despite my therapist saying, you know, recovery weight will redistribute in my body. I didn't trust that it would. But here I am with a fully healed metabolism. I'm reaping the benefits. I feel so aligned. I feel really good in my life. And I know you can get there too. And (laughs) this is a side side note, but my life is not perfect. I am struggling with um, relationships in my life. There is so much going on in terms of my my personal life that has nothing to really do with my, my podcast or my recovery. But now that I have a fully healed metabolism, now that I'm able to emotionally healthily cope and really see, um, be in relationship with myself, 
I can handle what life throws at me. I can handle it. I trust that I will get through it even though if, even if I wake up and I'm feeling bloated that day or if I you know do have headaches that day or if I you know whatever it may be it's not like I'm just this perfect metabolism perfectly handling everything it's just so much easier to live life when it's not when life is when life gives you seasons of lowness and dark seasons it's you're able to really handle it and see it through side note over <laughs> so i'm going to go through a few things on what to expect in this weight restoration process so if you're currently in recovery and you resonate with needing to heal your metabolism and stabilize your weight i do recommend working with a professional to get on some sort of weight stabilizing meal plan it will most likely feel overwhelming but it's a really good structured way to heal your metabolism many people will go all in if you've heard of that it basically means you go all the way to the i guess extreme of just like eating in surplus which that's not necessarily an extreme but all in is this is this approach that was coined by Dr. Nicola Rinaldi of No Period Now What? And it's basically you are eating a certain amount that is suitable for most people. And it's um, it's a little bit more extreme, I would say. Um, but I find that working with like a treatment team, like a therapist, dietitian, and or a coach like myself to find a meal plan with your specific needs and according to your lifestyle is the most sustainable option. It is the most sustainable and supportive option in my opinion, although there's no right or wrong way to really heal your metabolism in terms of you know, the help that you would get or the support that you would get or the approach you would take. Um, so your body will first use the energy from food to reconstruct lost body tissues within organs, joints, muscles, blood, bones, and so much more, which can look like weight gain along your waistline and in your face. And you might feel water retention, you might feel swollen, you might feel puffy. And as long as you continue nourishing yourself, this weight will distribute into your body. Your weight will plateau into a range that is consistently staying the same. I say this sometimes, but you should, in theory, be able to go on a cruise for a week, eat the buffet, eat whatever you want, not exercise, and come back and be around the same weight. Whereas people who have a, come from an eating disorder background that's restrictive or their metabolism isn't healed or chronic dieters even, if they go on a cruise and do that same thing, they might gain weight quicker. They might gain more weight than the person who doesn't. Obviously, this also depends on genetics and environment and your social life and socioeconomic status it's it's very you can't calculate what's going to happen to you and that's the wisdom of the body and that's the wisdom of life is that whatever situation that you're in you can heal your metabolism if you have access to it i think a lot of you who are listening do so that's why there's hope and that's good Another thing to expect is that your eating disorder voice will be loud here. 
And I think it's so crucial to get support. I kind of mentioned that already, but it's, it's so necessary to have the support that you deserve and need through this time. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're already getting some support, which uh, is amazing, but you can always join support groups. Nita has a good um, system that you can look up. There's also Project Heal. There's um, there's lots of options. You can just Google support groups near me. There's a lot of virtual ones now with everything that's going on. So that's something that I highly recommend as well. Getting a coach, like I said, getting some sort of treatment team is also is also another great route to take. Like I said, you'll you'll see changes in in your body shape. I want you to think of this time when you're really not feeling great about your body like I was. I really thought of the times where my body just looked so different than I ever expected it to or ever wanted it to. It was almost like a a a sign. It was almost like a my eating disorder trying to tempt me back in. And it was this journey of, I can do this. I can fight this eating disorder voice. I can have healthy, compassionate thoughts during this time. And that's something I really recommend is just having a body and being compassionate towards yourself. It is, it makes sense. It is normal that you have weight gain in these areas and that you might not feel the best about it. It's normal. Um, So having compassion is so important. I also, just a good thing to expect is that you will slowly see the changes that I mentioned above as far as before, as far as your metabolism, you might slowly start sleeping better, getting your libido back. So something that I want to mention is Releasing these harsh deadlines and expectations and let your body have its own divine timing, its own bodily timing is so crucial. Like I said, the body wants to heal, but your body knows what to do. It knows what's most important. It knows how to get to this place. Um, It knows how to get to this baseline that you haven't been at in a really long time. So this complete surrender is absolutely such a difficult time, but it also is a beautiful time to release harsh deadlines for yourself. You don't need to do this in this amount of time. Your body will get there. Also, I want to say that it's important to see your doctor for labs and a physical, just having that medical help and getting the blood work done um, is really important as well because it's just data that can really be helpful in getting you to a place that you need to be. Okay. So next, I want to get into some other tips on dealing with weight gain, on dealing with healing your metabolism, um, so on and so forth. The first tip I have is macronutrient balance. Uh, This is important. um, If you have a meal plan, this will be pretty self-explanatory, but essentially carbs, fats, proteins, Having carbs, fats, and proteins for all of your meals, being sure to really extend fully. And anytime you are thinking, hmm, I might be restricting or, hmm, am I, am I eating enough? I would say 99% of the time, I really want to say 99.9% of the time, you, if you have any doubt in your mind that you're eating enough or restricting, 
you're probably not eating enough. You're probably restricting. If you have any sort of indication that you are, we need to eat a lot more food than we think we do. I know I say this a lot. I might sound like a broken record, but we need to eat more than we think we do. As in general society, people, women, everyone, we need to be eating, people who are listening to this podcast, you need to be eating more than you think you probably do. The whole idea of eating, I don't know, what is it like, See, there's no, there's no even real, like, um, consistency about how many calories we're supposed to be eating. There's not, there's no real true data. So if you feel like you are restricting mentally, physically, any sort of way, eat more, have the full serving or portion size and more of all the foods that you're incorporating be sure to be eating every two to three hours, especially when you're just in this earlier stage. Yeah, it, it's got to be a lot more food than you've been eating before, most likely. Um, and that consistency is very important as well. Like I said, these are generalizations and it's good to get personalized recommendations. But, you know, having snacks, having dense meals, very important. The next tip I have is to stop intense exercise. And so when you're already in an adaptive metabolic state, adding intense exercise like HIIT training or weightlifting or running is only going to add more stress and you will burn the energy that you're eating more of that you need to weight restore. So I don't want you to go and start eating more and then start trying to run it off, quote, run it off. Don't let that fool you. Don't let your eating disorder fool you. This will prolong the process. And, you know, if you're in a metabolically adaptive state, you're already in high cortisol, high stress, high adrenaline. Running or doing weightlifting or intense exercise will just release more stress. It will release more cortisol, which in itself will actually slow your metabolism down even more. It's a paradox. It's, it's different from what we've heard. But stick with stretching yoga, stick with gentle walking. And I know, I know that's hard. I have, I know there are people out there listening who exercise and they call it their therapy. Exercise is not therapy. Exercise is, can be a beautiful way to feel good in this, you know, feel good in this world, have some dopamine, release some stuff. But if you're in a metabolically adaptive state, it is not supportive for you. I recommend healing your metabolism, getting to a place where you feel safe in the body, that you have all these symptoms above if you have any of those. Wait till those are stabilized and then you can start experimenting with exercise and get some real therapy, right? Get some real help in, in you know, this area in your recovery. So you can incorporate exercise someday in the future. Don't be you know, don't let your eating disorder tell you that recovery is going to take forever. It's, it's not, it's about you committing and you just showing up for yourself every single day, which is not easy. And I totally understand, but stick with, stick with it. And, um, I think I know that ultimately it will be better for your metabolism and better for your body. I also recommend sleeping more, working on your sleep hygiene, which will help your hunger and fullness cues stabilize. Um, sleep is when our bodies are rebuilding tissues and it's a very metabolically supportive thing. So sleeping is so important and getting adequate sleep 
is crucial. Reducing stress is my next point. Again, working with somebody here, therapy coach, prioritizing self-care. I recommend making a recovery playlist of songs, artists, music that just makes you feel good and empowered, listening to it every day, saying affirmations in the mirror to yourself, reading books, just doing nothing, right? The art of doing nothing. Like, do nothing for the sake of doing nothing during this time. It is good for you. You have a lot of built-up stress in the body, and just existing in this world is such a beautiful gift to yourself. So reducing stress where you can is a great idea. I also recommend getting rid of clothes that are eating disorder clothes. I have a podcast coming up. Um, I think next week I'll release it with Emily Does Fashion. She's amazing. And you can check in on that next week when I release it. But that's so just getting rid of those clothes that are too, uh, too small or that just trigger you, even if they're not too small, even if they're just clothes that you associate with your eating disorder, donate those, donate those, put them in a pile. You can do it slowly. You can do it all at once. It doesn't matter. And buy clothes that feel comfortable. Weight restoring, restoring your metabolism isn't necessarily the sexiest moment of life. I'm just being real. It wasn't for me at least. So I embraced the leggings and the sweatpants and the sweat shorts. Um, and you know, clothes that just, I I didn't know what my size was going to be. I didn't want to spend hundreds of dollars on jeans that I didn't know if they were going to fit me. So I think just be okay with not feeling like you're at the peak of your fashion and peak of your style, letting that expectation go. I, for me was very supportive. And then, like I said, developing support systems like recovery groups. Um, I already mentioned that, so I won't repeat it, but that's also something I'm thinking of. So these are my tips on weight restoring and my advice on what to expect, at least for me. Everyone's journey is very different. And this time is not fun. You're not alone. You're not alone. You can do this. You can get through this dark and confusing time. Healing my metabolism felt like I was walking on thin air. It felt like I was losing my identity. It felt like I was losing a really driving part of myself. And it's hard to, you know, the eating disorder is pretty selfish. And I wanted, it was a part of me that made me special. It made me feel special. That's really self-centered and I totally understand that. But during my eating disorder days, that was true for me. In hindsight, I don't agree with that. And I, I don't think I really ever did. And I, I want to ask you if you do agree with that too. I don't think you will. So you got this, right? You got this period. This is a dark time. It's not all dark. It's not all dark. I'm just being real on this podcast and being straight up with you that it's not necessarily this uber positive experience where everything just makes sense all of a sudden. A lot of my weight, I mean, one of my viral videos is great things that happen when you gain weight. I did two videos, two versions of that. And those are all so true. There are amazing things that happen with weight gain. Things that I didn't even understand were a part of the 
problem, a part of my adapted metabolism. Um, and so there are great things that happen. And like I said, recovery will affirm you, but there are also hard, hard times, but I know that you can do this. I believe in the collective humanity. Um, so my question, maybe I'll leave you with, I mean, not that you need homework or anything, but maybe I'll leave you with some questions here. What are your deeper fears with healing your metabolism, with potentially gaining weight or just seeing your weight change? What's going to happen to your social life? What's going to happen to your career? What's going to happen to your spiritual life, to your primary relationships? What's going to happen in your life? And if you're thinking, well, I'm not going to like how I look, I want you to go deeper than that. I want you to really imagine what will happen and what the core belief is underneath it all. Another thing you can do is just writing a list of positive things that will happen if you heal your metabolism and maybe gain weight. What will happen positively? You know, what will happen in, in your social life? Same thing, spiritual life, professional life. What will happen in your health, mental health, physical health? Just things to think about. That is it for this episode. I appreciate everyone so much for tuning in. Um, just thank you for listening and thank you for being on this side of, of honest health and wellness. And recovery is, like I mentioned, it's a collective problem that's not just affecting you and me, it's affecting so many people in so many ways. So by you choosing this path of recovery, you're not only helping yourself, but you're helping everyone around you, which I know sounds kind of big and extreme, but I think it's really true. So thanks for doing the work. Thanks for listening. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Take the cake. Bye.